This time on Matters. I'm gonna judo flip that improv kid. I'm gonna hold a baby and a gun. I'm the big star today. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss. Across me at the table is my best friend and birthday boy, oh. Matt Rose. Woo. How you doing, Matty? Uh, I, it's my day today. I'm the big star. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You get to play Frogger all day. Uh-huh. Nobody can take a controller out of your hand. Yeah, but like three minutes in. I get I get smushed fifteen times and I throw the controller across the room, yelling, and I, I pout, am the birthday boy, and I and I pout, <laughs> uh, yeah, and like I hide for like a good half an hour. People start to get worried, and then and then I have to go to the bathroom, and then it's like, well, all right, and that's like he's out at again. least forty five minutes. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, <laughs> misspeak, cover blown right off. <laughs> Birthday boy Matt Rose. It seems that we have a special guest in the Matter yep. Studio this evening. You may know him from the Planet Ant Theater in Hamtramck, performing with the home team and doing pretty much a cavalcade of jobs within that theater that are too numerous to name, but is also one of the geniuses behind the Planet Ant Podcasting Network, which I did want to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, and just Fucking my friend Mike Begettigan is on the show today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. Happy birthday, Matt. And thank you, very thank much. you Matt. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. Buddy, it is good to have you here. It's good to be here. I. Uh, it's funny because I, this is nerdy of me, but I was like, well, Mike runs a podcast network, you know, so he knows how this goes. Uh, let me just uh, send him the old matters letter because I made a form letter. To I like, like it. It was very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, just to any guest that comes on the show, <laughs> just that are like, hey, I have a baby. So if you're sick, don't worry. We'll reschedule. Yeah. And, and I took that very seriously. I'm not sick right now. Perfect. Yeah. I'm recovering. But you're recovering from being sick. I'm recovering. So. You can hear it in my voice that it's a, if I don't drink Beer. <laughs> this beer, which is just like, you know what? Uh, my voice is in trouble. Let's put battery acid on it. Perfect. No, that's what I'm doing. You're, you're, I don't know, you're putting vinegar on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you again for doing this. It's so funny because I was, yeah. we had talked months ago about people that we wanted to get on the show and I was like, I want to get my, get again. That's awesome, man. I, I miss, uh, I miss you. I miss yeah. you too. I feel like, I well, I know I haven't been around. Yeah, no, you have not at all. <laughs> but I get it, man. You're in the baby world. I'm right in. Now. I'm in the baby world. Your brother's in the baby yeah, world. He totally is. He's yeah. got two. He's got. I know that year. was super surprising. Like I, my brother was not the kind of person that I ever thought was gonna have kids, and then he had two. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my god! And he fell head over heels yeah, in love with being a dad super in love with it he's like super happy to be a dad he's a great dad too and I, of course i knew he would be a great dad but i'm like i don't know <laughs> i just never would have thought of him as a dad back when he was like living at my mom's house in the basement uh getting super high and playing video games all the time <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just those aren't, those aren't and, usually the moments you know, we think like <laughs> Great dad. Great dad. <laughs> Great dad to be right there. Especially when I was a dad at that point, and I'm like 
taking care of a small kid, and I'm like, Sean, just like, God, he's not going to get, he doesn't get this at all. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be into kids at all. He's like, uh, I mean, maybe he can relate to them on a one-to-one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I have an older brother, and when we first handed her to him, before we handed her off, he was like, I don't hold babies. Huh. Yeah. You know, I think Matt. Yeah, I, Matt. I, I have never held a baby. I am just terrified of breaking them. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't want to do that. Like, you guys love your, your, your child. I have picked Rosemary up since because she's older and she can walk and she's and less less prone to breakage but when it's like a tiny baby it's like even the the slightest wrong move and i become fucking professor frank and that baby is flying through the air no one wants that how many babies have you killed accidentally Con- convicted? accidentally convicted none okay. can't prove nothing yeah. <laughs> all right all right i'm sorry i brought it up <laughs> Can't prove nothing, but like I, you know, and I, I hope I don't offend people when I say like no, 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 no. But like, I, I am doing it for their benefit <laughs> because I don't want any harm to come to their child, and I know that it's a possibility. If I get that baby, I'm gonna do something you might wrong. Just freak out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I. <laughs> well, I, I don't handle guns. For the same reason, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm always, I'm a lot less afraid of guns than I am of babies. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like, I love oh, the contrast. Oh, what's this thing for? <laughs> Bang, bam, dead. <laughs> you know what? I will hold a baby and a gun tonight if you bring both <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the guy who gives you the condition A for this. I, I mean, it's come I up. Just, I feel like we have to follow through. I don't. I don't want to be the guy who fulfills part B. I just like. Give, I want to hold two at the same time. I'm not going to make this happen. Forget Gun, it. Guns and babies. America's awesome story. I'm comfortable with both. So. Well, yeah, like, I mean, the safety beyond the cartridge would be out. Whatever, but still. Are you talking about the baby or? Yeah. Yeah, you got to make sure they poop before. Yeah, exactly. The cartridge is out. So I hand the baby to my brother, and yeah. he did. This thing where then people who've never had held babies before do, where they put their arms up like chicken wings to create like a flat surface. And he did fine and he hand, handed yeah. the baby back. But he said, like, I did that because it's your daughter and I want to be never part. do it again. I will never do <laughs> Exactly. It's that bit that I can't even remember who did it where um, it was on Dr. Katz. Mm. And the guy says that, you know, they throw babies at you in Europe so that the, um, and I know there's another name for gypsies. But, um, Roma. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wow. I'm glad that that wasn't another race or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, know there's, I know there's another name, but I don't know. It, so I'm just going to use the racial epithet. I'm just going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what? so glad <laughs> it was not another race. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, Almost any other race would have been a very bad tragedy. So there's fucking <laughs> Route. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so the, uh, the Roma will pick your pocket after they throw the oh, baby. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I right. have a firm 
I have a firm belief that if I'm over there and someone throws a baby at me, I'm going to slide down, down <laughs> and say, not today. <laughs> I don't know whose bit that is, but I like God, it. It's I, a good I, bit. Remember, I remember the bit. But Yeah, so my brother had the wings up, <laughs> yeah. creating that the flat surface. The sweet, yep. sweet flat yep. surface. Yep. But the craziest part was my dad, who I'm estranged from, came over to meet the baby. Yeah. And he's up from Tennessee and I I hand her the baby I hand her the baby him. <laughs> Take that pronouns. <laughs> um I hand him the baby and he it's like he's never held a baby before. Wow. Because he pretty he, much hadn't. <laughs> and I go to my mom afterwards and I'm like, Did dad hold us when we were infants? No. Wow. No. He, and she was like, if you we're being watched by your father. He would tell me that he can't babysit forever. Crazy. Yeah. Babysitting your own. You can't babysit your own kids. Yeah. It's, it's called parenting. At <laughs> exactly. that point. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was not interested in that. No, uh, he was he, not. He, he, he turned the corner once he realized that I would listen to him and I thought he was cool. Yeah. Like, that's what he was waiting <laughs> that for. That was what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh-huh. an audience. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you about when I was in Berkeley High School. All right. Aren't you old? <laughs> All right, Al Bundy. <laughs> Berkeley High School. We were the Berkeley boys. Oh. We were a Rumble Pack. We were a Rumble Pack. <laughs> the Planet Ant Podcasting Network. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, let's t- let's just talk it out. Let's talk it out. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I know that the Podcasting Network, you were doing the... You were doing like a show with another theater company, the Slipstream Theater Company. Not Slipstream, uh, Erie Canal. Erie Canal. Slipstream's yeah. in like Ferndale, right? in Ferndale, yeah. Yeah. They have their own uh, space out there. They do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, they adapt a lot of public domain stuff from like the 1800s really? and turn it into modern stuff, kind of remix it and stuff. It's pretty I cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's really cool neat. You should check out a show over there. They're pretty cool. They're on like Hilton, right? Yeah, I think so. It's like a, it's an odd, uh, like smaller street, but I'm sure their website has all the information. You so know. you were with the Erie Canal Theater. Yeah, you did. A, you did the thing that I am the most afraid huh. to do in podcasting, which is a serialized. Oh wow! Why show. are you afraid of that? Yeah, the work. Of- <laughs> oh yeah, that's you're definitely right to be afraid of that. Absolutely, it's, it's the work, the scheduling, yeah. the script writing, the every aspect. It is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Every aspect of it says, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. There's a part of me that realizes like those are the types of things that can get a lot of push. Uh-huh. Because it's an easier thing to sell. It is, but it's all yeah, and it's also it is way harder for sure. But yeah, like when I listen to like almost anything on Gimlet, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this this really sounds like a, a lot of work instead of yeah, like putting microphones in front of my face, <laughs> and just yeah, jabber jawed. It. It's, it's a it's a big difference. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that get into podcasting that are like, oh, well, I'm pretty much Joe Rogan, so let's just sit down and do stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's just tons of people that think that they can just sit down and we're just going to talk, and then that's it, and you don't have to work at it, you don't have to try very hard. Uh, and that's one attitude. And then we kind of were like, well. 
the idea was we wanted to do a serialized story. That was what the thing that like really made me go, wow, you know, I have never done that. My entire life, I have been a huge fan of uh, classic old radio from the 30s, the 40s. Uh, Easter morning, uh, 1986, my dad brings home uh, these two tapes of The Shadow and Abbott and Costello, and I pop both of those in and listen to them, and I just became so enamored with the idea of this happening and being recorded and being put on the radio, and I was like, man, this is cool. And I listened to those tapes like crazy. I got obsessed. I went to the uh, library and checked out uh, LPs and transcribed those to tapes and like got everything I could find and Fibber McGee and Molly and Jack Benny and like anything and just consumed it like crazy. And I still had that love of like the old radio and all the stuff for so long. And I always wanted to do something that was like, you know, storytelling with sound effects and everything. Yeah. And um, so I found um, Joe Krause, who was uh, living down in Corktown, and he was like also kind of in the same mindset. And we just kind of talked about doing something like that and started showing up on Sunday meetings and uh, found some other people that were interested in editing, which is the <laughs> insane <sighs> amount of work. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Clark Eagling, Jeff Jimison, both like did an insane amount of work on this show. Um, Jeff like was doing suction cup sound effects with a with a, a plunger on his basement floor and pulled <laughs> tiles off of his floor oh, accidentally. No. Uh, at one point, they're doing like a sound effect for somebody falling down the stairs. So he puts a microphone inside of a suitcase packed with clothing and throws it down his stairs five or six times oh, to get the Jesus. right sound for for that. So they were doing all, all of their work. own foley work, which I don't know. Is it foley because it's it's audio? It's I radio. Still I think, I think foley. it's foley because yeah. foley is a, is a is film matching thing, the but, yeah. You know, I, I think, but I guess it's still foley. I haven't ever been able to get a straight answer on that but uh but yeah you know anyways like, i mean we can just say it and then yeah let's just call it fully let's let's have the riaa come to me and tell me it's not fully yeah let's show down with the riaa this podcast pulls the numbers <laughs> the podcast that the riaa wanted to shut down you can't i wrote that song with matt our theme song's original we're coming after you next mpaa bill bond shows up i'm coming after you bin laden <laughs> uh, uh. but yeah they did all of their own sound effects nothing was used from like public domain or like I have a huge archive of like BBC stuff and Sony stuff and all kinds of things. They didn't touch any of that stuff and just did all of their own stuff. So having had lots of experience working in the creative world and creating these projects like this, whether it's video or stage or whatever, I was like, man, these guys are working their asses off. This thing can only last so long, <laughs> but it wound up lasting like, I mean, we put together the grand total is something like, oh God, what is it like nine hours straight of, yeah. of uh, oh, audio wow. storytelling? I was gonna Holy say it's crap. like, is it twenty something half like hour ish episodes? Something like, I, yeah, I think it's something like that is what the full thing is. So it was like I would come in on a Sunday, um, I would um, <clears throat> figure out that I would lead the writing team on the beats for the story, tell, story episode for that day uh, and assign different characters and figure out what things we were going to do. Um, 
And then we'd go in the other room and we'd record it. It would be about like five or six hours with everybody for so, that Sunday. So the show itself, Switchboard Infinity, Yeah. what was the premise of it for anybody who's not heard it? The premise is about this guy, Malcolm, that is... Uh, kind of thrust into this intergalactic conspiracy <laughs> that he does unwittingly uh, and doesn't really want to uh, to be part of it and winds up kind of being um, chased and trying to escape and traveling all throughout the solar system. And uh, I guess it's not intergalactic, it's intersolar, <laughs> to be more specific. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah, the, <laughs> yes, um, excuse Wait, me. they uh, didn't go to another galaxy. Yeah, did, they, did they go to another galaxy? Because I'm going to call this into question. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know Inter- that Matt was from the Space <laughs> FIA. I did not. <laughs> space <laughs> FIA. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's basically the premise of it, and it's all just a really kind of crazy, um, fast-paced, absurdist, uh, violent, <laughs> comedic uh, serial of uh, of epic proportions. Uh, they call it uh, the one of the things we landed on for the description was that it was kind of like an audio cartoon, uh, and that seemed to be fitting for it because it's kind of like got that feel to it, that vibe of like yeah. this craziness, you know. I listened to it and I was just all I could hear was the work. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I know what you mean. I know it's, what you mean. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know what this takes. Mm-hmm. I know what this show takes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it breaks me. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I know, I miss episodes, and I have to yeah. put them up late, and like, <sighs> thank God. Lauren edits Roach Coach because, <laughs> like, I, I I've definitely slipped on matters. Matt knows this, and I've, I've apologized. I'm, I'm to not. Him. I'm 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 not pushing you to. Like I, it, but it is if, really if it tough. misses. Oh yeah, and and that's why I'm I'm like, okay. Like this episode <laughs> will go up Friday. Yeah, like it 100 will. But I still have another episode that I could put up before it. But it's like, let's get this episode up. And yeah, then we'll get the other episodes up. Because they're they're all our opinions. They aren't, especially lately, because Matt and I, at the beginning of the year, we're going to try to have as many guests as humanly possible, but then I won't reach out or I'll make a mistake. or Yeah, and but then, it's tough, man. I mean, the whole creative process for specifically for podcasts, when you say it breaks you, it, it does. It literally does. It is not easy to have the dedication and the... I don't know the consistency. That's that's the thing that anybody who asks me if I should do a podcast, I'm like, if it's just for you, right? Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have all the fun in the world because it's so much fun. Right. I love it. I love. Yeah. I I I love that we have two podcasts and that we we get to hang out twice a week. Yep. And talk to interesting people. And when when it's transmissions and it's you, me, and Jen, we just get to laugh for an hour. Some of the hardest yeah. I've ever laughed in my life have been doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, and that and that alone is like worth it. You have to be enjoying the process, or else. It's or like, else why yeah. are you? Why are, yeah, why exactly. are you doing? Why are you wasting time? Right. Because yeah. if you're thinking like this is my ticket to stardom, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me. I mean, I'll be honest. Of, do I want my shows 
to on the network, the Gabber Media Network, to be right. bigger. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I love to be able to quit my job to do this? Sure. Am I putting in the effort and the time and everything that it needs to do that? No. 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 Exactly. Because that's the very least fun part of it, too. Right. It's like promoing your own shit. Oh, my God. No. And (laughs) it's just like, but this stuff I I love doing. Yeah. I love when we find people. Like, it's magical when we find people that are like, whoa, you guys, especially with Roach Coach, because it just seems like a foreign language to me. (laughs) Yeah. That would be baffling to me. (laughs) Because I, I came in as the person who didn't like new metal at yeah, all like, I, that would be me for sure i was just gonna be the, the, <laughs> the, i was just gonna be the producer <laughs> yeah and then slowly but surely i got into the show and now i'm into i don't know i like it is that thing and i've said it a million times but how subjective taste is yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah like when you take a when it's 20 years later and you don't have to put on airs yeah and you hear something that rocks yeah. it rocks yeah. period who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like don't... that face tattoo you got, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says Buck Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right over the eyebrow, Buck Cherry. <laughs> and then it's... Crazy Bitch over the other Cra- eyebrow. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Buck Cherry. The worst man. God, they are terrible. Oh, <laughs> my sister. Uh, my sister's boyfriend lives in Macomb. Um, no, that's like prime. Oh, I'm very yeah, sorry. Prime <laughs> very sorry yeah. for the. Uh, he's the he's not of that of that ilk, but uh, <laughs> but they were <laughs> I having. You were gonna say ilk. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't think of any other word for it. Uh, but so uh, Mount Clemens has like a, a July Fourth party and stuff, and they'll get bands. Yeah, and apparently they had Buck Cherry. There are families at this show. Oh there my are God. little kids, and crazy this bitch. guy. She fucks so good. She's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's they a crazy played that bitch. song, and yeah. he he was like he was shirtless. Yeah, I guess he, he was. was like wearing like leather <laughs> pants yeah. and stuff. Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, and right. he was just getting like really foul in between sets, oh. and it was like, okay, dude, I get it. Um, but you're playing like <laughs> you're playing the main stage. At the like Mount Clemens Fourth of July party, yeah. settle down. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe take it down like a million. <laughs> I can't say that. There we go, yeah. crazy bitch, suck my dick, tits. Get it. How the kids doing out there tonight? All right, oh, man, let me tell you, little tiger. You let me hold your baby. <laughs> hey. Chicken wing arms. Yeah. Uh, I don't hold too many babies. I don't know, a crazy bitch. <laughs> uh, I well, there's a there's an Instagram account called Catatonic Youths, and they have very recently kept editing Crazy Bitch Live, <laughs> and it's like this really chopped up version of it where he does like this diatribe in the middle of it. Oh. It's like no, stop on the damn boot. And then I guess there's this there's this video of them when they were in their heyday, like a back you know like a concert video, yeah, and then their backstage heyday. stuff, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, remember that <laughs> fucking four months, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's them backstage, like he's head banging, but he doesn't have like hair. He's always had short cropped hair. Okay, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Who's the crazy bitch now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. So he's oh, basically yeah. just giving oh, yeah. himself a concussion. Yes. <laughs> huge. Just huge. Oh, God. Oh, Back to it. Uh, um, back to Buck Cherry, or back to, back to Buck Cherry. What's your, what's your Why did we song? ever stop? I mean, <laughs> oh, thank you for having me on Roach Coach. By the way, <laughs> next Nookberry. Um, the going back to the podcast network. Yeah, so you finish uh, Switchboard Infinity. Yeah, you kind of land it. You kind of land it. You land the show. You know, you're like, hey. When's when's the new idea come out? When's it like? Well, like- well, we wound up sw- finishing the Switchboard Infinity run, and then we did another run called Laughageddon, uh, which was a shorter, uh, like six episode arc. Um, well, and again, like about twenty to thirty minutes per episode or something like that. So we then we finished that one, uh, and then um, I start doing a, another podcast, and this is kind of after after Laughageddon. Uh, kind of gets finished, and we kind of had some like beginnings of rumblings of people being like not turning in the work, and like it's starting to get behind. And I can tell that where they're getting tapped out, and that's the last thing I want. I never want to be the taskmaster for somebody that is getting burned out, you know, for this thing for art for this thing that, that we should not love necessarily to do. getting paid no. for. Yeah, yeah, there's like you know, there's there, there's not gold doubloons in podcasting <laughs> we all know that but anyways you know i'm super happy with what we have done stuff like that and we kind of had some other little mini projects that were gonna require more editing and then those just kind of just disappeared there's even something that we still recorded that was an original uh story written by joel gray uh joel douglas gray you know oh, i know joel yeah gray. and uh it's awesome it's an awesome story but it is still in post-production right now uh, that it was that's like about maybe in like an hour and a half long um, thing, which just kind of fell apart because of the amount of work that the post production takes. And I mean, it's gone through some like pass one and pass two, but it still is being worked on. And that stuff takes a lot of work. So those guys got kind of burned out. And I'm like, great, who else can I burn out? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I decided to do this um, another podcast. Um, and the idea was that it's done all in real time and it's uh, live, was, but still was the twenty nine minutes yeah, to say 20, you're sorry, twenty five minutes to say you're sorry, right? So that people play a character and then they have to apologize to another character, <laughs> uh, which a lot of people believed was all real, which was really really baffling <laughs> to me because some of the premises were so ridiculous. But so yeah, I did that, and then uh, started you know even before that I was like. You know, I'm working at the Planet Ant in Hamtramck, and we have these spaces. And I'm like, man, we need to start a podcast network. And because I'm thinking there's so many different people that could be involved with this. And I mean, what is a network other than just a bunch of people that want to support each other? And so I wind up kind of uh, having some initial meetings uh, with some folks and throw some invites out. Um, and then I kind of was like, well, let's see how this lands on the people that are involved and see how they take it and if they're inspired to participate or not. And that also was kind of a slow start because that took about like, I don't know, seven months or so to kind of get people to the point where I felt like, okay, are we moving on this or what? Mm -hmm. Because I'm in charge of the thing, but it's like, I'm not, 
I don't have time to do all of the work that it takes to make sure that this thing is working. Right. You know what I mean? And that kind of comes back to my thing where it's like, if if you want to do it, you should do it. Right. But you should also understand, especially something like this, there's no end date on this. No. Which right. means every week you need to get a show out. Exactly. Unless you say it's every other week. week. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like- <laughs> and that's a big thing about planning the uh, the other shows that are on the network is trying to make sure that they are sustainable, that they're consistent. Because those two things are kind of the most important thing when it comes yeah. to producing a show. Uh, so we brought in some other existing shows that had... Uh, a lot of stability and consistency, like the uh, Michael Dupree Variety Hour, which he's on his like a hundred and uh, I don't know, maybe fifteenth episode or something at this point, something like that. So he's been going for quite a while uh, as a weekly basis with like live music every episode and people doing uh, comedic characters, which is man, that's a hell of a lot of work. But uh, we have our studio space set up now, and he utilizes that. Um, which is uh, which is great. It's at the old Seven Brothers Bar, our studio space. That's so, awesome. You know, we have like a a room that's getting more comfortable every week. <laughs> back there, <laughs> we're modifying it little by little, and the sound is nice and deadened back there, and uh, you know, bringing some couches in and whatnot. But, um, you know, the toughest thing is to create a project and to get people to feel ownership of said project when they are interested in participating in it. So to me, that has been the biggest challenge of getting a podcast network to go and be sustainable, uh, when really the entire impetus of the idea is to support each other and to advertise each other and to make each other stronger. You know, yeah. that's like the only idea behind the network is to really just help each other out. And shows that want to participate in the network, uh, if we want them in with us and feel like it's part of our part of our vibe, then, you know, uh, great. We can bring you on board and figure out, like, what to do and how to help you and how to have you help us, you know? So we worked out some deals and got some um, uh, free hosting uh, through Pinecast, which is some guys that we met through the Erie Canal. Um, that really liked our show and decided to help us out with some free hosting as long as we advertise for them. So that worked out to be pretty cool. And we're about to launch um, probably in the next month. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, but there's going to be a uh, showcase channel, and I'll put quotes around showcase because the idea of that is to uh, try out different ideas in a short run format. Hmm. Yeah, And that's to see, like, do these people have something that they want to do that is sustainable, and after six episodes, how do you feel about it? Let's see how you are now. Do you want to continue doing it? Does Is there an audience response to it? Let's just try some different things out and see how it sticks. Because I would say that that is the piece that most people don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the gear isn't... If you do it on your own, like, mm-hmm. I own everything that's here. Yeah. It's not cheap. You know, no, like you can... Sure. Could I do it all on my phone? Yes, I could. Yeah, but you'd have a terrible sounding podcast. You'd have a <laughs> podcast that sounds like hot garbage. Yeah, and there are there's, some there's that are pretty lot, successful that are like that, too, yeah. which is yeah. crazy. There, Content will always be king. Yeah. If you're talking to... If you have a, a shitty sounding podcast, but you're talking to Barack Obama... Right. Then People fine. are going to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, who cares? Or, right. you're, you know, you're talking to the Dalai Lama, or you're talking yeah. to... 
really you know like because I, I like there's that what's that there's there's a, a true crime one that's like i think australian but every single episode sounds like there's just echoes in the room and it just sounds terrible audio <laughs> well, quality matt was listening to a horror one mm-hmm. that sounded like it was produced and i mean they did the best they could but uh for one it was it was serialized like you were like you were talking about earlier so yeah. not only did they have to have actors available to record their lines and they had to have people writing and they had to have people doing sound design but they also like the the, the production there's there's a, there's a lot of things going on there yeah and a lot of times it sounded like someone was talking into a tin can yeah and it was like go through ours, all that trouble sounds better and it's and not like I'm. These are not sure SM fifty eights. You right. know what I mean? Like, exactly. I mean the thing is, you said it's expensive, but really breaking it down, like uh, that board is the same board we have for the Planet Ant. Hundred bucks. Uh, yep. These mics, uh, probably probably pretty similar in quality. Our mics are like about sixty bucks each or whatever. I have. You know, these are a lot of these are the mics that I bought for the Sing Along Singers. Oh, okay. So I just bought another one. Because I had two already make for that a match. show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, mm-hmm. these are all AKG D5s. Okay, so yeah. they're all, it's a hundred dollar microphone. Yeah, but I bought a forty five dollar Shure microphone. Yeah. that came with fifteen feet of cable, and that's what I tell people to get. The gain on it is insane. Yeah, like mm-hmm. these are almost at half. Yeah, and like those microphones at a quarter. Yeah, is they're plenty. getting pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> they are hot mics, <laughs> but. That's enough. You could sell those back. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the thing is like, don't put yourself out. Yeah, I know. It you is don't nice. need to get like $1,000 worth of equipment or anything like that. No. It's, no. And you yeah. don't need to buy editing software. You have yep. Audacity. Exactly. You have a Mac. You mm-hmm. already have GarageBand. Right. Like, you don't. And the Zoom. You got it. You guys got the Zoom. Uh, and it's not even the, like the top end model, no. but it's great, right? I mean, it's. It does everything I needed to do. It's kind of amazing what they have for that nowadays. I mean, yeah. I remember back in like the 90s, my dad bought a four track recorder, which was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. Those were you like could, 500 bucks. You could record uh, uh, four different sources at a time, and we were just blown away. I used to just mess around with it and record stuff and try stuff, you know, all the time because it was just like so cool to like overlay stuff, you know. I was just <laughs> oh, like, was crazy, oh, blown right? away. But then when I got that Zoom, uh, I got my Zoom like, I don't know, like six, seven years ago or something like that. And I was like, you know, paid 200 at the time. And I remember showing it to my dad, and he was like, man. This thing, like back, you know, this is like an entire studio. This mm-hmm. thing back in like the '80s would have been worth like ten grand, you know, just Easy. to have that. Easy. Yeah, this little yeah. thing, absolutely. Yeah, it's with nuts. A, with a what is that? A one eighth input. Yeah, and it can capture everything that's on your board. Crazy, I know. It's nuts. It's, it's really nuts. It's well, and I yeah. mean, think how much data you can store on that too. Yeah, I can do twenty four right. hours straight. Straight. Recording. Yeah. Never going to. No. <laughs> Maybe you should do a podcastathon. <gasps> oh, God. No, what? Matters podcastathon. No one's listening. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, who would want to listen to a 25 hour podcast? <laughs> Again, if the content's great, people will find a way. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, you have the new stuff coming out. I love this idea yeah. of a showcase. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm still not sure on the name showcase because I feel like it doesn't necessarily tell you that it's different every 
like six episodes. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not really sure what we're going to call it exactly, but I think it's kind of exciting because we're getting to try out a lot of different ideas. Um, but in addition to that, we're going to bring in, there's a bunch of other shows that are in development right now that are going to be released. But the whole thing going into this was sustainability and consistency and making sure that all of that is a really big priority with our network because I don't want it to be like a bunch of stuff that just flails around and then disappears. And then you have a bunch of shows that's like, oh, this was on here for five episodes. This was on here for two or whatever. I mean, you know? I, I, my friend Ali, he was doing sports and anime right when we started yeah. the network. And unfortunately, his partner on the anime dried up to it after 20-some yeah. episodes. That happens. And mm-hmm. his brother and him were i don't know sports but mm-hmm. like they played weekly fantasy yeah and if you were into it it was good information and they were entertaining yeah but his brother was like this isn't what i want to do yeah and then he found somebody and then that guy was like i got a new job i can't do it <laughs> yeah and here he is he's like i still want to do it but yeah. i'm just like how do you do it Right. You know, then, mm-hmm. then like I, I found somebody for him. So do you I, run the network? Yeah. It's okay. So that's you, Gabber, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gabber well, Media awesome. is all me. That's awesome. And then it's and then it's Matt and uh Jen Hansen and Lauren Koslowski and Jen Bloomer. That's great. And then Ali Fawaz is is in it as well. And that was the other thing is that and then I think as long as everything goes good, um Bob Wick, Hestana. And Jake Russell will be doing a wrestling podcast. Oh, that's cool. Um, because we've been talking about that for about a year. But um, they haven't 100% solidified it because it's. But that's the thing. Like, that's what you want. You need. That's why it takes so damn long to get things started with this whole thing. I've been like, we have to make sure that this consistency is built into this thing, you know? Right. I mean, which Roach Coach is at 1. 50 we're at 213 that's awesome um transmissions as is that at 119 119 that's great like i just love it yeah i i need the creative outlet mm-hmm. um it has helped matt and my relationship um just you know we've had were you guys having problems for a while <laughs> no, I think I think this is funny. I, I, I and I've I've said this ish to Matt, but when I started improvising, I just fucking disappeared. Yeah, like Matt's been my best friend since junior high school. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. once once we really became friends in high school, like mm-hmm. every day talking to each other, friends, like we talked to each other or saw each other every day for years. Right. Yeah. And then I started improvising, and, and yeah, I it sucked you in. Yeah, disappeared. Right. I was gone. Yeah. You know, and I was a real crappy friend to Matt because I didn't reach out to let him. You know, be, mm-hmm. I never checked in. Yeah. Um. And we 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 never had a fight about it, but I did own up to it once, and you were like, "Yeah, that was really shitty." Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel that. I mean, I have I have situations in my own life that's kind of like that too. Is this, this creativity thing just kind of sucks you in? And I oh, just, I was gone. You know, I was gone when yeah. I started improvising at Second City. It was yeah. over. Yeah, it was like, you mean I have a shot? Right. Like it was never. But then because I'm me and I just start putting limitations on everything, I was like, I'll never move to Chicago. I was like, 
Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, though, I mean, I don't have plans to move out of state myself, but, I mean, this entire thing, I mean, not just the podcast, but, like, the shows that we're putting up all the time over at the end and, like, the improv that we're doing on a weekly basis. I mean, that's that is a lot of life that gets put into the creativity side. Yes. And a lot of things kind of drop to the side that don't connect with that. And there's some friends that I've kind of lost touch with. It's kind of the same deal. Like, you know, yeah. I get it. Um, so when we, so when I kind of like shook myself out of it, not in terms of like, I still love improv and I still love improvising, Yeah, but it isn't like I need to be on every team and right. performing every night. <laughs> yes. You can kind of moderate a little yeah, bit. A yeah. lot more. Yeah. A lot more. Because I'm not as hungry as. Right. And I've always said that, like, if you're not as hungry or you don't want to do a show, you should get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. There's somebody dying to uh-huh. do what you're doing. Yeah. And then um, I was doing uh, Flight 1977 with Brian Larkin PJ. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Eric Hanke um, doing that. And I was like, that was like two and a half, almost three years. And once that ended, it was like a vacuum. I was like, I need to keep doing this and the only person I know that I could do this with and keep it going is is Matt. And that's fantastic. And that's really cool. Yeah, and we had that conversation we've talked about on this show. Yeah, you had to you had to sell me a little bit cuz I was like who who wants to listen to anything I have to say? <laughs> and you were like that's not the point. That is not the point. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. There are people in Norway right now excited about what we're saying about <laughs> new metal. People well, care yeah, about what we, we say. We were, we were talking about this before uh, before you got here, that there are people who reach out to us about transmissions from the dark side. Yeah. Where it's like, we want to ask them how they found us. Yeah. But we don't want to we don't want to seem weird about it and be like, hey, how did you find us? Yeah. You know, but like... We're just so curious because... I know what you mean. We've had people that were like, oh, this person's from, yeah, like you said, like Norway. And it was Mm -hmm. like, what? Like, really? Okay. We're the number... uh, Roach Coach is the number 88 podcast in Japan in the music section. That's kind of amazing. How <laughs> have you have you really added the you know advertised that because you should do <laughs> the number eighty eight podcast? I just like the idea the that crazy it's the number eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, crazy eighty eights. That's us. Yeah, <laughs> careful. Eighty eight is also uh, code for uh, white supremacists. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Is it yeah. HH? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Sorry, God guys. Bless it. Sorry. Can't really cap And 311 got ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Politics. Let's get into it. Just now. get into, like, just make yourself a little less or more popular. 87 or 89. Ooh, Those are fine yeah. numbers. Those are fine numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look forward to seeing Matt every week. Yeah, I that's look- really cool. That is a really cool thing because... I do find, like for myself, that a lot of my friendships are built around the art that we create all the time, you know. And that to me is that's what I love to do is just you well, know, be just, part of the creation thing. And and maybe Matt will have a different view on this, but as you get older, is it more difficult in your in your adult friend relationship? My wife just brought down brownie. <laughs> Thank you, gorgeous. <laughs> Do you find it more difficult to just hang out as an adult with other adults? 
Yeah, for sure. Like, but I've always been a little socially uncomfortable in normal, well perceived normal situations with people. I guess. Well, like a dinner party might happen once every six months. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where you mm-hmm. where you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while. Right. But like to continually every week see somebody. Yeah. You almost need that unifying thing. I feel like it helps. I feel like it is a good, um, I don't know, is it an excuse? Or is it? Is it, I don't know. Well, you know, I think about sports, right? Yeah. Every week, people watch sports together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear that people do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they watch the sports get ball. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're right, though, that that is one of those unifying experiences for people. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, let's watch the Sunday game at my place, and we'll make this food and do this thing. It's, and It's the reason why we're all in this place together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And art can be the same thing. That right. It's the reason we're all here is that we feel that this ability to express ourselves this ability to come together is important and you think it's important and you think it's important therefore we're in lockstep like there isn't anything i don't have to worry about the other things of other adult interactions right it's like oh what do you do like Mm -hmm. i know what we're doing yeah let's cut past the small talk and just cut get to like the the fun things that we can do so I I do have um, uh, something to, to bring up in regards to that. Um, so for work, I had to do a two-day conference on like leadership training where they, they you know, sent a, a wide variety of people in the company to this thing. And I got put at the table, <laughs> I got put at the table where for one, uh, everybody was ESL, and two, nobody was particularly talking. Like no one was all that talkative, and so because of having podcasts where we'll have guests, I just kind of took it and ran with it. Where it was like we we had a whole segment where we had to interview each other, huh. and so I just started interviewing everybody right out of the bat, and I didn't miss a beat because. I'm used to doing that. Yeah. And before the podcast, I would have had a much harder time doing that. But now it's just something that I I can do at the drop of a hat. Not that I'm doing it today, but well, but, <laughs> but I mean, you and Matt, you and fine. Matt, you and Matt know each other very well. So I, you know, there's, there's been times where we have had people that neither Matt uh, nor I knew. Yeah. Uh, you know, like guests that we had um, from uh, Snow Days and stuff. Oh, yeah. And Amy Rewitz, neither of us knew. Yeah. And uh, and Leah Gibbard. Who she's, a, she's a kind of an up-and-coming Go student. Oh, okay. And uh, she's in some shows that Go, and it seems to be starting to make a name for herself. And seems... That's cool. Was incredibly nice. Yeah. And she was a lot of fun. A great interview. Yeah, that's awesome. But neither of us knew her. Yeah. And... You know, like that's the fun dy- dynamic is like mm-hmm. Matt is always thinking about things differently than I am. Yeah. Even though that we have so much in common, like we do have that unspoken language that only 20 plus years of friendship right. could give you with <laughs> exactly. somebody. Yeah. yeah right. You know, like we do have a we do have a shorthand <laughs> with each other. Uh-huh. But <laughs> let me ask you this, Matt. Shoot. Is it easier? It, it, 
like outside of this situation, mm-hmm. when you hang out with people who do judo, mm-hmm. is it the same type of thing? Like where you have that because you have this common thing of judo, is it easier to breach those conversations or have conversations with people? No. Really? Um, judo, you can talk to them about judo. But when you start talking to them about other things, you have to know the person for a little while to know if you even want to talk to the person about it. Like just a couple a couple weeks ago, I found out that one of my students is in a hardcore band. I had no idea because I just didn't talk to that stuff about him yeah. or uh, talk to him about those things. Uh, and like now that I know that he's in a hardcore band, I'll just walk up to him and be like, about a bad brain say to you last week, like I against I fucking great song. And then like, you know, we talk about, you know, 10 minutes about music. Uh, and then, you know, one of the, uh, one of the guys at judo, I found out he likes scotch. So I started talking about scotch and, but like, I've known some of these guys for years. And then it was just a comment they made that it was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well then I have this to talk. But the just just knowing that somebody does judo, no, it, it, that's to not me, the bridge. It, yeah, that's that's not the bridge. That's interesting. That is interesting. And there's there's yeah. judo is a physical sport, though. You know, you're you're not talking while you're doing judo. You're doing judo, right? It's Where, an action. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, it's it's not that you guys improvising is an action, but you are verbalizing things, right? And it's verbal to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Like, Whereas judo, I mean, I guess you could look at it as physical improv because you are improvising to every single variation in how someone grabs yeah. and how someone moves their wrist a particular way or moves their feet. You adjust to meet that, but that doesn't lend itself well to social interaction. It's just... That's you know, interesting that's, that's to physicality. me because I feel like part of what helps with the connection of like-minded people in theater and stuff is that the activity itself kind of breaks you down to each other a little bit. Like you have to be a little vulnerable with Every, each other. Everybody in that room has to take the leap. Yeah. With with judo... Which seems similar to me with judo. With judo, you're putting your physical safety in another person's hands where if I see that somebody is you know a particular rank oh shit and okay if if i see that somebody is a particular rank and they want to demonstrate a technique i'm gonna go with them and i'm gonna do this if they want to demonstrate a choke i'm gonna let them demonstrate this choke and i'm going to put faith in them that they know what they're doing that they're not going to physically harm me yeah and that they are going to show everybody else how to do this where they are not going to harm one another it hit me like a like a sack of bricks. With theater and improv and that type of art, we need to connect mentally. Yeah. Whereas like with judo, if if you're inside of my head, I'm in a bad place. Oh. Oh yeah, you have to you have to fake people out. Where it's, it's like, like I need it's an, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna move right. if I'm gonna move with Mike through a scene, yeah, 
you have to both be on the of same us page. Have, to have to be open. on the same page. We right. have to be open to each other, and yeah. that openness yeah. extends outside of this scene. Yeah, so that I can be like, this is why I like Mike. Right. I know when we're together, we're going to be able so, to do this thing. Right. So, right. And, and, and you saying that, makes that sense. you saying that brings something else up to me. You when you're not doing Randori, when you are when you are not actually trying to throw someone or trying to pin them or whatever, and you're freely exchanging ideas. I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself and some other people that I've talked to. You don't give everybody everything. You say, okay, so this is how you do this, and this is how you do that. And you know, if someone is is fighting it, then you put your hand here and you put your hand here and you use leverage yeah. and you do this. But you might not give them 100%. You might give them 97%. And you keep that 3% for yourself. (laughs) Whereas when you guys are out there and you're performing a scene, you don't want to keep that 3% for yourself. Right. It's true. You want to put 100% out there because if if you're keeping... It benefits us both. Yeah. If you're keeping 50% to yourself, you are keeping 50% from him that he could give back to you. Right? So... It 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 wouldn't make sense for you guys to do that. For for someone in judo, it might make a little sense for someone to hold back a little bit. One hundred percent. Yeah. That yeah. is I that is I never I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I never would have thought about it like that. But having you both here and hearing both like kind of coming at me at the same time, it's like, of course, Matt, that is you need to stay safe. So, like, the trust that you do give your partner is the physical trust that if I tap, you quit. Yep. yep. And if, if yeah. you and tap, I quit. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, those, them, them's the rules. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Catherine put brownies in front of us, and we're not yeah. going to eat on Mike. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back with more matters after this. <laughs> A student thought he was really funny and he wasn't, and you went out there and you blew him out of the water. You're you're not doing it to be like, ha ha, I'm the funny guy, not this bozo. You're doing it to to like the the, the weird part about improv in that sense is that there is no, I'll show you. Right, there isn't really that. What it's there interesting is, though that comparison. I really like the idea of this but, conversation. But what but what there is is. Let me show you why accepting it and adding to it does all the work for you. What the mm-hmm. yes and stuff? The yes and. Mm-hmm. Why, why that is the main tenant is that when you have somebody, you know, like denial will get a laugh and denial will end the, the mo- momentum of a scene. Mm-hmm. But that t- the type of denial is more of a break of reality right. than it is the word no. 
Mm-hmm. You know, this is the problem with people who come to class to feel up the girls in the class. Oh, no. They think that the yeah. yes and is if I put this woman in an uncomfortable sexual position or situation, they'll have to say yes to that. Right. And that is not the intent of the yes and. The yes and is more to accept that this is the situation that I am in and to add something to it mm-hmm. moreover than... Uh, yeah, let's have awkward sex and I'll cry. You know, like, right. You right. know, like and and there there will that will bear no fruit. The I'll show you thing, that's like super interesting because yeah, I could see you could do that in judo for sure. Bounce somebody <laughs> off the mat. But yeah, in improv, you really have to like let them fuck themselves over, kind of. <laughs> right. Like sh- here, uh, go do your thing. And now watch how you're not going to get a response for this thing that you think is right. hilarious. Nothing, nothing works better than let me put you in front of an audience. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're not going to lie. Audience will never they, lie. They have yeah. no concept, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like when it's an intro student, you try to put them in games that they can't fail at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is what in the industry we call short form. Short mm-hmm. form are games. The Audience knows the construct, so they don't have to take many leaps. It's mm-hmm. like, in this game, all we're going to do is ask each other questions. Yep. Brock. <laughs> uh, we usually don't make the bird noise at the end, but. I mean, we, we, we do it, my theater. Um, <laughs> it's only because uh, I'm being real supercilious. Uh, but, like, there isn't that. There isn't that thing of trying to make somebody look bad. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, not saying that you ever try to make anybody look bad in judo, no. but if fun, somebody comes in and they're like, right. I'm, they're... Jer- I'm Jeremy Toughskins and I'm here to <laughs> kick oh. ass. Oh, I, 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 I think I've told you about this guy before. There was a guy who came into our dojo. Uh, this was my old dojo. And he was talking about how, like, he was ready for the Olympics. Well, Jerry's daughter went to the Olympics. Um, and how, you know, he had competed internationally and he was just, he was ready for the next level. Yeah. And he was hoping Jerry could take him there. And Jerry was like, I can definitely take you there. Um, you know, come to the dojo and and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. He shows up and <coughs> Jerry never heard of any of the people that he knew uh, until he heard one name. Then he got kind of a clue where this guy was going. Uh, and when he said he competed internationally, what he meant was he competed when he was in the Air Force in Germany in a local tournament. Oh. Uh, the guy had a second degree black belt when he came into the dojo. And that weekend when he competed at a local level tournament, he competed as a white belt. Why? Because he fought me at the time, a brown belt, and got beat so severely. (laughs) He was being really rough with the kids. Uh, They asked him repeatedly, take it down a notch. mm -hmm. These are little kids. And he just didn't listen. And so Jerry pulls me aside and he just goes, destroy him. (laughs) 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 And I, I mean... I, I saw a black belt, and so I thought, like, all right, Jerry's just trying to, like, get me going. <laughs> yeah. And I grab a hold of him and threw him immediately, bounced him off, and it was like, all right, I get it. 
I get what this guy is trying to do. And then like two or three minutes later and about 15 throws later, this guy is looking haggard and he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and like he's a little punch drunk and Jerry's like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was bow, but like he's bowing the wrong direction and stuff. And so I just went over to Jerry and I was like, I do good. <laughs> it's like, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. So the guy comes over and then they talk and he was like, do I have to compete as a black belt at this tournament? And Jerry's like, well, since you're not actually a black belt with the USJF or the USJA or USJI, you don't because you're not technically a black belt with them. You compete compete as a white belt. And he was like, what do you think I should do? And Jerry's like, I can't tell you what to do. I can only tell you to do what you think you should do. And if you fight in the black belt division, you're going to be fighting people a lot tougher than him. Yeah. And so that weekend he competed as a white belt and he still lost. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting thing. So like, you know, I, I've had experiences and this is a, this is a story of uh, an example of something that happened to me at the Inferno out in Ann Arbor back in the day where this guy came in from Chicago thinking he was all hot shit, new Dan or something like that. And uh, I initiate a scene by like laying on my stomach on the stage and propping my head up with my hands and uh, kicking my feet, like just pretending that I'm like a, you know, like a high school girl or something, you know, just hanging out looking at a scrapbook. And this guy comes running in and body slams me with his entire weight, slams my head into the ground, uh, my jaw is screwed up for like three or four days to the point where I can't chew right. And this guy thinks he's just hilarious. Like, he did the greatest scene of all time with me and has no idea that he should be apologizing or anything. And I'm so fucked up from getting hit that hard that I don't even know what the fuck is going on. So you can get people like that. Yes. And then what do you do in comedy? There's not much retaliation that you can do to somebody like that besides beat the shit out of them. <laughs> right. which i didn't do but you know well like with with the physical stuff you know like yeah what are we gonna do fight right here right like we're not gonna do that when we have somebody like that especially detroit area improvisers aren't hot on people who think that they're hot shit right there is a big you know hat in hand humility work ethic thing yeah which sounds very similar to what you're talking about with judo too that it's kind of the same thing it's like you know when somebody's an idiot yeah like yeah. like people who th we always it, it like it's his i can pretty much imagine it in my mind's eye the person who's just like i'm the best i'm so great <laughs> and all of us just going you should go to Chicago. <laughs> you should go to Chicago. Get out of here, man. Yeah, exactly. We don't need you. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just like, you should go to Chicago. This is this small little burg. <laughs> it ain't going to serve you well. Yeah. You need to go swim well, swim with the big fish. Man. I mean, you know, and that is, a, that is a misconception I had about Chicago back in the day, too, was like, oh, Chicago's like, oh, intimidating or whatever. But it's just, no, there's just a lot more of it. It's the same shit. It's just the same exact thing. There's just more people. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It's about the same percentage, you know. It's like the whole <laughs> thing. You're going to see a lot of mediocre shows out there. Same, same, same. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's just now on the coast a little bit more than it is on yep. in Chicago, yep. because of UCB. Exactly. 
Uh, I, we could talk to you all night. I, know I could that, talk all night, too. I know that 100%. Um, I would hope in the future that you would come back. Because oh, I would love to come back. Anytime you guys would have me, I am happy to be back. I love And it that. was an honor to be here for Matt's birthday. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I was happy that we were able to make this happen. We've reached the last part of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, where we talk about what we're into this week. Could right. be anything. Could be a song. Uh, could be a movie. It could be just a feeling that you had when you had something wonderful to eat. Whatever it may be, um, what are you into this week? And does anybody have something? Because I know I I've do. got I've got two locked and loaded. Ooh. Um, the the first one is Doom Patrol. <laughs> I like that show. Yeah. Are you are you fully caught up? I'm only a uh, episode. I finished episode two. Oh, <laughs> which was fantastic. Episode I really liked three. It. Episode three has puppets, and I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I kind of want to ruin it for you. <laughs> the, I, I was I was watching the episode Saturday night after I after I got back from Guzzling Alley, um, and I had had you know. A, a few things to drink and I start watching and I had to actually go back because I heard the music and it was like, they can't be playing this on, uh, Oh wait, no, it's, it's doom patrol. They say fuck all the time. <laughs> so I went back and it was like, Oh my God, they're playing it. Buck uh, cherry. No. <laughs> Nazi punks fuck off. Oh, what? awesome. Yeah. I just heard one, two, three, four. And I was like, that is oh, oh, very wait, unusual to hear that in a show. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, and Biafra. When it, well, I just, after you get to the part, feel free to send me a message and be like, hey, that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but then, uh, in the same vein, the other thing that I'm into this week is Deadly Class. That show has grown on me quite a bit this season. Mm. And so, the, what's Deadly Class, and what's uh, it on? Uh, it's on Sci-Fi. Okay. Um, I don't. Yeah, I've not heard of that at all. Deadly Class. It's also based on a comic book, um, where it's basically a school for like teenage assassins. Okay. Uh, so the Yakuza sends some of their people there and then the cartels send some people and then they've got all the, it, it's in the eighties. Um, and so you've got Saya who's from the, um, the cartels and then you've got Maria or I'm sorry, Saya's the uh, Yakuza and then you've got Maria from the cartels and then you've got a bunch of other kids that are from different groups. And then the, the, the main kid, um, he shouldn't be there. Like he he took credit for something he didn't do, uh, for burning a boy's home down, and a bunch of kids died. But he wasn't the one who did it. But Master Lin sees him and he's like, "Hey, come to the school for assassins." <laughs> um, a little fish out of water assassination mm-hmm, school. That's cool. But it's it's great because of the soundtrack where they are firmly rooted in mid 80s west coast punk rock nice yeah it um it's pretty sweet 
Like, I mean, Henry Rollins was on the show for a couple episodes playing the uh, the like poison instructor. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I like the show. It uh, and once in a while it goes from real life to like when they do backstory, it'll be in comic book format, like moving comic book format. Um, it's a pretty solid show. That's cool. I'll give that a watch for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you have I, anything? <laughs> yeah, I do. So I have seen what is one of the most bafflingly bad movies I have ever seen in my life. Oh, oh, let's hear it. <laughs> it's called Serenity, not the not the uh yes. the one that you know, but yes, the Matthew yes. McConaughey film. Yes. Have you seen it? No. My God. There is a twist in that movie that literally just made me stop everything and go i don't know what the fuck is happening right now i was completely befuddled by it how I old don't is this think movie it's new it's like last year i'm like i don't think i will ever watch this film again but i somehow cannot stop thinking about the plot of this movie and how i don't want to spoil it even though it's just the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear okay. Serenity get ruined, okay, go so ahead two minutes. The whole the whole movie is ostensibly when it starts about this guy who's on a boat and he's supposed to kill uh, this woman he's having an affair with's uh, husband on this boating trip, right? And it's like this dirty, like, Florida thing. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay, this is like a very predictable, normal run-of-the-mill film. And then, about halfway through the movie, you realize, I think, I'm pretty sure, that everything is happening inside of this video game that a kid is writing. Oh, no! (laughs) Watch it. It is like, but it makes zero sense for the entire film. But then on top of it, they begin to realize that they might just be characters in a video game. Oh I God! Think. No, I, <laughs> I do. I, watch this it. does sound familiar. It is just the most bizarre thing ever. But I'm still saying I think because I'm not a hundred percent positive if that was really what was going on in the film, or was it like a, a I don't know. But it was. It's weird. I cannot stop thinking about the movie, even if it's so it was terrible. The worst movie you've and seen I've in a seen long some time. good films since you know I've watched that, but I still am thinking about Serenity <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey and this kid making a video game. I'm like, what the hell? So that's my recommendation. I gotta find this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the other podcast, Roach Coach, is doing a, a producer spotlight on a producer named Ross Robinson. Mm-hmm. Ross Robinson is a famous new metal producer, aka the grandfather of new metal. All right. Produced the first corn record, the first Limp Bizkit record, the Ooh, first and right. second <laughs> Slipknot record. Isn't he the guy who did the the new cure? Record? He did uh the like one of the last cure yeah. records. He did at the drive in relationship of command. This is all making me feel slightly uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've been like up to my eyeballs in Ross Robinson. <laughs> yeah. And he has recently produced this guy uh who is called Amigo the Devil. Oh, okay. Have I think you, I, I know of the Amigo. Yeah. So Amigo the Devil is a singer songwriter. Um, kind of a bear-looking guy, but he's 
really kind of like sad sacky singer songwriter <laughs> folk music. Okay, that is really connected with the metal community. <laughs> what? Because I think he was a singer in a metal band. Okay. Oh, okay. So then I look him up and I find this performance that I'm about to play of a song called Cocaine and Abel. And it guts me. <laughs> okay, I think I don't know who you're talking All right, about. All right, so here... <laughs> I have to reiterate. Here he is, and... Um, Bridge City Session. This is not him. <laughs> okay. Bridge City... Oh, the R-I-A-A. Oh, that's the intro. Okay, I get you. So this is Amigo the Devil, Cocaine and Abel. Distance from the man that I am to the man I want to be. I'm crying the time over. it takes to realize <laughs> time is the not what I would have expected. Not what I would have expected. Not what I would have expected produced by Ross Robinson. Yeah. After hearing a majority of his work. Yeah. This performance, this live performance is like an all timer. It is gut wrenching. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth checking out because it's on YouTube and it's uh, Cocaine and Abel by Amigo the Devil. And he has uh, he has a unique look, um, kind of unmistakable. Like you see the guy and you're like, okay, that, that's who that Also guy. not what I would have expected. Yeah. Again, like he, yeah. I forget there's um, there was a movie that came out last year about a singer songwriter, but he's more of a country guy. Yeah. 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 I know which movie you're talking about. And he has a very similar look to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I okay. can't remember that guy's name, so I don't I mean, even know, you know why I brought it, it up. It is interesting nowadays, I think, that with some folk and stuff like that, that, like, for example, the Felice Brothers, you know the Felice Brothers? I don't. Like, those guys are, like, real mountain boys, like, for real. Like, <laughs> one guy, he all he did to earn his money for his entire life was gamble until he got in the band. You know, like, that's, like, how they are. They are, for real... Just musicians and degenerates, kind of, and it's like that is exactly where folk started. You know, that's what folk was really all about. And nowadays, everybody's like, "Oh, the like folk music is like, for, you know, it's soft or something." But it's like, no, it's no, not if you look. It's fucking, it's deep, it's real. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. authentic. Like there's there's guys out there that are like that guy kind of looks like to me the kind of guy that has that kind of authentic experience oh he's yeah just, he's fucking well and when you when you look at what he got three oh right? yeah exactly like, he was dirt fucking poor yeah he you know like they they just said something uh on the radio the other the other week about him um and about this is uh this is your land where yeah people completely misinterpret this song exactly and also the, the reason why people know the song the way they do isn't because of how popular the song was, that was one of the things that got him blacklisted. Yep. It was because he couldn't get work. And so it, it wasn't actually him who made the song popular. It was a guy that he worked with that whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but those two guys got blacklisted uh because of you know communist sympathies or exactly. whatever. And so this guy one of the only jobs he could get was teaching music to children. So what he would do is he would go to camps 
and he would teach them that song. And he would go to the next camp and he would teach them that song. And then the next year he would come back. And that is how so many kids got to know that song so that when they were the ones who were teaching music, they taught that song. <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. And yeah. that's like a heavy socialist uh, leading oh, song as well. Definitely. You know? that's, a, that's a very politically yeah. left of center song. It really is. Big um, Rock Candy and Mountain, I, too. When yeah. I, hear, yeah, I love that. I, I, have, I have Big Rock Candy Mountain on my phone. <laughs> that's a good song. And yeah. when I hear something like this, it really... Especially like you know, everybody complains about the music of their time not being like the u- music of their youth, right? I think like that's part and parcel with growing up, right? Yeah. yeah. But when I hear stuff like this that is current, mm-hmm. not only does it is it encouraging, but it also just reminds me that simple things are simple for a reason, like because they work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the truth and a musical instrument are always powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah, 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, we got to let you go. You work early in the morning, and I have a feeling that if we keep going, it's going to be another half an hour. Uh, <laughs> I can easily do it. So, I can easily do it. I know. Um, so how can people get in contact with you and or check out what you're doing? Um, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Mike McGettigan. Uh, you can go to uh, theplanetant.com. You can find me through there uh, on the contacts thing. Uh, Mike uh, MCG at planetant.com is my email. Feel free to send me whatever. Love it. I am, well, the show is at Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're never on there. I don't know why we keep saying it, but there it is. Uh, I'm at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Crowdy Dracula on Twitter. And we will catch you. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, How dare you? I fucked up. It's my birthday. I'm the big boy today. You are. I'm the big star, Matt. You are. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode of Matters. Matters. The Strange. It was a good try. It was a solid try. try.